You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The views and opinions expressed by Professor Porterfield do not necessarily reflect the views of the sponsors or their affiliates. Texas, where the stars at night are big and bright, it's the Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, here to tell it like it was and how it is to help school you so no one can fool you, brought to you by the good folks at the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in beautiful Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. So now, without further ado, here's Professor Porterfield. Good evening to you. One and all, I am Professor Charles Porterfield, and hoodoo is my business. Welcome once again to the Now You Know Show. Sorry we didn't have a show last week. That is because I was out and about in the far, strange, distant lands of Northern California for this year's Hoodoo Heritage Festival, and the 2016 Hoodoo Heritage Festival was our ninth annual, oh yes, boys and girls, our ninth annual Hoodoo Heritage Festival, and now the stopwatch begins on next year's Hoodoo Heritage Festival, which will be the 10th. Oh, yes, the 10th annual one. And let me tell you, if you don't think we're going to pull out all the stops for our big 10th year, well, you you, you should reconsider because we are. And before we go on over to 
our newsroom where we have some sadness over there amongst the reporters, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, First, I want to give you a report from the field. So ease on back, relax, and bring your delicate shell-shaped ears close up near the speaker or the headset or the phone that you're listening to, because here is the report from the field from your own Professor Porterfield. Well, I can tell you that Northern California is as beautiful as always. And if you haven't been there, you should go. The scenery, the weather, the just the beautiful greenery, the giant sequoias, the Russian river rushing along as it goes, all so magnificent. The vineyards, the fields, all fantastic and wonderful. The people, the local people, wonderful folks, friendly and welcoming, happy folks. All the folks at Lucky Mojo was like a beehive. It was like just watching, you know, you see one of those things where they put a camera in front of a shipyard and then they time lapse it so you can see an entire ship being built in five minutes and it actually took five years. It's like watching that running around, doing everything, all things being done, candle services, preparations for the festival, putting up tents, throwing out carpets, setting up chairs, writing flyers, printing materials off, signing books, packaging up goodie bags. It is an amazement to me each and every year when I get to see it and an inspiration. And then with bated breath, like children awaiting sunset on the 4th of July or morning on Christmas Day, we all gathered together and ate and dined and broke bread until the next day dawn, first day of the festival. And what a fantastic and beautiful day it was. The weather was just kind of nice with a few little sprinkles here and there, but nothing too bad. And we opened with the Wonderful Voices of Hyatt 2 um, ceremony uh, put together by our own Andrea Weston here on Liquid Libations on the LMC Radio Network, along with Cast Excelsior, a fantastic worker and excellent, excellent actor, excellent performer, excellent musician, and myself. And it went very, very well. Wonderful receiving of that. And then on we rolled. On we rolled to all of the wonderful workshops. And, oh, baby, you should have been there, the workshops we had. So many different things. So inspiring. So wonderful. And as always, our own dear Miss Robin, who presents this each and every year, along with the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church, Knocked it right out of the ballpark, and she is just a wonder to watch and to listen to. It's always a joy, and she is planning something very special for next year. I will say no more. We had talks about bones. We had talks about teas and tisanes. We had talks about crystals we had talks about our hoodoo heritage and history and the catalogs and products of the past we had fantastic books sunday we opened with one of the most amazing things i have ever seen 
a full ceremonial opening uh, with an oboe, a circular post in a cairn of stones that was uh, circumnavigated around by the entire the entire crowd, and blessings were put on it in the form of vodka or tea or milk, and all of that was led by the incredible David Shee, who is just so expert in the area of North Asian shamanism in uh, uh, Manchuria and in Mongolia and throughout the entire region. And he did this fantastic drumming and wonderful throat singing. Amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. Meanwhile, our own little coastside conjurer was running around taking pictures of absolutely everything. And all those pictures are up on Facebook. Why don't you go and check them out? And then I have to give a special moment. I have to, I just have to. I have to say that on Sunday, we had a panel discussion on social justice. And on that panel were many fine and incredible workers, including Miss McHale, that I had the honor of co-writing the Hoodoo Bible Magic book with Jamila Jones uh, from last year's uh, Voices of Hyatt opening ceremony, uh, Angela Horner, a, a wonderful worker and a fantastic employee at Lucky Mojo and an excellent massage therapist, and your man about town, the one, the only, Candelo Cambisa from Candelo's Corner, and our own Beverly Smith from In the Streets. And let me tell you something. If you think that Professor Porterfield snatches wigs and burns hats. You should have been at that panel discussion on social justice and using our magic for social justice and how we can do it. In fact, I am uh, honored uh, and was delighted and tickled to get to see it happen. Our own Miss Loretta Evans uh, was there and she was asked to come up and read a piece by Miss McHale on social justice. That's true. That's 100% true. Ask anybody who was there. Miss Loretta actually got to read a little piece for social justice, and we were also very proud of her. So now we close the door on another year, and we go back to our little homes and our practice and our work and all of we festival-making elves prepare again for next year. Let me tell you something. There will only be three more of these. There will only be three more of these. 10th, 11th, and 12th. It's time you went. I see this every year. Everybody says, someday, someday I'm going to go. Someday I'm going to go. Oh, I want to go. Someday I'm going to go. Tick-tock, my darlings. Tick-tock, my darlings. Start making your plans now so you don't get caught off guard. It may seem, it may seem like, oh, I've got a year. No, no, no. Start putting it together now because the last two years have been even bigger and better than the two years before that and those two years before the two years before that and on and on and on. I remember, he said, in the pedantic aged voice of a 
a curmudgeon. I remember when we used to just sit around the big picnic tables outside the shop, a little tiny group of us, and have the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And now we've got a tent with 100-plus people under it. So make your plans now, and I will see you there next year. This has been your report from the field, Porterfield, on the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, 9th Annual, 2016. And speaking of reports from the field, let me turn it over to the LMC Radio Newsroom and our own Wink Winkerson. Good evening, this is Wink Winkerson reading the news. Before we begin the news, we here on the LMC Radio News Desk want to send out our sympathies and condolences to a great fellow news broadcaster, the one and only Morley Safer, as passed, he died this early this morning. We wish much condolences and all heartfelt feelings to his family. Today is Thursday, May 19th, the 140th day of 2016. There are 32 days until summer begins and 226 days left in the year. The 21st will be the full flower moon, also known as the full corn planting moon or the milk moon. Today and tomorrow are auspicious days to cut firewood, cut hair to increase growth, mow to increase growth, dig holes and wax floors. The 19th and 20th are good times to plant seed beds and that's also excellent for planting above-ground crops and leafy vegetables. The 19th and 20th are also the best days for morning fishing in the coming week. Today's highlight in history comes to us from this date in 1962, when this happened during a Democratic fundraiser at New York's Madison Square Garden. Mr. President, Marilyn Monroe. That, of course, was Marilyn Monroe singing Happy Birthday to You to President John F. Kennedy. 
Also on this date, in 1715, Pope Gregory II assumed the papacy. In 1536, Anne Boleyn, the second wife of England's King Henry VIII, was beheaded after being convicted of adultery. In 1780, a mysterious darkness enveloped much of New England and part of Canada in the early afternoon. In 1913, California Governor Hiram Johnson signed the Webb-Hartley Law, prohibiting, quote, aliens ineligible to citizenship, end quote, from owning farmland, a measure targeting Asian immigrants, particularly Japanese. In 1924, the Marx Brothers made their Broadway debut in the review, I'll Say She Is. In 1935, T.E. Lawrence, also known as Lawrence of Arabia, died in Dorset, England, six days after being injured in a motorcycle crash. In 1943, in his second wartime address to the U.S. Congress, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill pledged his country's full support in the fight against Japan. In 1958, British actor Ronald Coleman died in Santa Barbara, California at age 67. In 1973, Secretariat run the, won the Freakness Stakes, the second of his Triple Crown victories. In 1981, five British soldiers were killed by an Irish Republican Army landmine in Northern Ireland. And finally, in 1994, former First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis died in New York at the age of 64. Our LMC birthday greetings go out today to PBS newscaster Jim Lehrer, who is 82. TV personality David Hartman is 81. Actress Nancy Kwan is 77. Rock singer-composer Pete Townsend of The Who is 71. Rock singer-musician Dusty Hill of ZZ Top, 67. Singer-actress Grace Jones is 64. Rock musician Phil Rudd is 62. And we wish to also send out birthday greetings to air members Miss Cat, who was birthday was on the 12th, Conjurman Ali, whose birthday was on the 17th, and Kai Armand, whose birthday was on the 18th. Our thought for today comes from former First Lady of the United States, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, who said, Every moment one lives is different from the other. The good, the bad, hardship, the joy, the tragedy, love, and happiness are all interwoven into one single indescribable whole that is called life. You cannot separate the good from the bad, and perhaps there is no need to do so either. This has been the news from the LMC Radio Newsroom, and we now turn you over to Professor Porterfield and the Lucky Numbers. Lucky number, oh, dreaming of lucky numbers, hoping that those lucky numbers yeah. will show for me. Numbers only show for you and me. To 
superstition. Or even make me suspicious. A table with 13 dishes. It will make me That's mommy, yeah? Yeah, man. Well, okay. Put my trust in you for dust. Cause you know someday may bring you a seven. Or maybe a lucky eleven. Oh, thank you be in heaven. Lucky number for me. Yeah. Oh. Yes, and you need not just trust in goofer dust like the Nicholas Brothers because we have the numbers for you here each and every week. This week's lucky numbers come to us, as always, from ProfessorPorterfield.com. Why not stop on by and take a look? And they are 16, 22, 25, 41. 53 and 60. Once again, those numbers are 16, 22, 25, 41, 53, and 60. This week's lucky three digit numbers are 329. That's 329. 518. That's 518. And 661. That's 661. And I've got to tell you, 518 and 661 are hot this year. Well, I should say this week. So be on the lookout for 518 and 661. The card of the week is the Three of Hearts, Two's Company. Threes a crowd. You may find it hard this week to have any sort of alone time with others, and in particular that special someone that you kind of just want to be one-to-one with, whether that's in romance, business, work, etc. And you should be very careful this week of the company that you keep. Watch out for rivals, pests, and tagalongs in romance and business, and be careful of whom is whispering what in whose ears. Remember, our week runs Thursday to Thursday, so check in with the Now You Know show to get the numbers and cards when they first come out. And if you hit, remember where you get. Till then, good luck to you all. Up next, our own Miss Loretta Evans of the First and Second Baptist Church of Quimby, Texas. Sweet Loretta Martin thought she was a woman, but she was another man. All the girls around her say she's got it coming, but she gets it while she can. Loretta. Today I have a very special treat for you. 
I was inspired to bring you one of my favorites after the festival, and this one goes out to my new friend, Miss McHale. This is slow cooker beef goulash. Now, it takes about 40-minute time on it. It's going to be four hours and 40 minutes because it's going to be cooked in the crock pot, and it serves eight. All right. Now, <laughs> sorry, I'm still giggling about that beginning. I didn't even think they were going to do something like that. The ingredients for this recipe are two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, four pounds of boneless beef short ribs cut into two-inch pieces, salt, and freshly ground pepper, one large onion chopped, three garlic cloves minced, four carrots cut into two-inch lengths. They've asked me to start reading this slower because they're posting it. I'm sorry. This is a, I don't even know we're going to get through this one. One-fourth a cup of sweet paprika, one tablespoon of ground caraway, one teaspoon of ground coriander. Also, you will have with this one teaspoon, I'm sorry, I'm reading the same thing again, three cups of chicken stock or low-sodium broth, four thyme sprigs, two bay leaves, and sour cream and buttered noodles for when you serve it. All right, now that we've got all that and it's saved in the chat room so you can see it. To make this recipe in a large skillet, heat the olive oil, season the short ribs with salt and pepper. Brown half of the short ribs in the skillet over moderately high heat, about 12 minutes will do it, and transfer them to a slow cooker with a slotted spoon, and then repeat with the remaining short ribs. Don't do them all at once, or it's going to be a big mess, and you're not going to be able to get them brown the way they should be. Pour off all but two tablespoons of the fat in the skillet, and to that, Add the onion, garlic, and carrots, and cook over low heat, stirring until the onions are just barely softened. That'll take you about five minutes. Then add the paprika, caraway, and coriander and cook, stirring until it becomes fragrant. Only takes about a minute. Scrape the mixture into the slow cooker. Add the stock, thyme, and bay leaves cover and bring to a boil on high and then cook for four hours until the meat is very tender. Discard the bay leaves in time and spoon off as much fat from the sauce as you like. Serve the goulash in deep bowls with a dollop of sour cream and buttered noodles. I hope you will enjoy it. I, I, it's one of my favorites, and I just wanted to pass it on to you all and wanted to say thank you so much for having me as, as a guest at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. It was so much fun. Thank you.
Thank you, Miss Loretta, and that sounds delicious. I, goulash is one of my favorite dishes, and we're going to have to try that here in our own home. Up next, the professor's pontification. This week, oh, this week, I've got some advice and some muzzles to hand around. You know, I don't think we'll let slip the dogs of war. Come, you masters of war. Here they build the big guns. Here they build the death planes. Here they build all the bombs. Here they hide behind walls. Here they hide behind discs. I just don't want you to know I can see through your masks You that never done nothing But build to destroy You play with my world Like it's your little toy You put a gun in my hand and you hide from my eyes And you turn and run farther When the fast bullets fly Like Judas of old You lie and deceive A world war can be won You want me to believe but I see through your eyes And I see through your brain Like I see through the water That runs down my drain You fasten all the triggers For the others to fire And then you set back and walk when the death count gets higher You hide in your mansion While the young people's blood Flows out of their bodies And is buried in the mud He's thrown the worst fear That can ever be hurled to bring children into the world for threatening my baby unborn and unnamed you ain't worth the blood that runs in your veins how much do I know but to talk out of turn You must say that I'm young You must say I'm unlearned But there's the one thing I know I'm younger than you Even Jesus would never forgive what you do let me ask you one question Is your money that good? 
Will it buy you forgiveness? Do you think that it could? I think you will find When your death takes its toll All the money you made Will never buy back your soul And I hope that you die And your death will come soon I follow your casket By the pale afternoon I watch while you're lowered Down to your deathbed And I stand over your grave Till I'm sure that you're dead That was, of course, Bob Dylan with Masters of War. And our first Name It and Claim It winner of the evening is Cargo Hook. Cargo Hook got it. Bam! Right off. So Cargo Hook gets the cookie on that. Once again, my dear friends, to the professor's pontification, tonight we're going to be talking about muzzling the dogs of war. You know, for 65 episodes now, not including our little special episodes, Halloween specials, Christmas specials, Thanksgiving Day specials, New Year's Eve specials, just the, just the show. Just the regular show for 65 shows. More than a year. A lot more than a year now. I have sort of been hobbling along uh, with my little lantern trying to shed a little light or perhaps look for an honest man as we go along and give out some advice. Not just to those who are already workers, but I hope to those who are up-and-coming young workers, whether they're young or old biologically, meaning they're just now kind of getting ready to become workers or they've just become workers, as well as to all those who will never be a worker, to those who are going to workers, to give them some, uh, you know, a little bit of warning, a little bit of education, edification, enlightenment, and hopefully a little entertainment along the way. But there's something I've got to say tonight. Tonight I've got to sit down here and put my lantern on the ground, and I've got to talk to you very seriously. And this isn't just meant for the younger folks or the newer workers. This is meant for everybody, because we have older workers that are guilty of this, and I'm guilty of it, and everybody's guilty of it. We all do it sometime because we're human. I'll tell you something. Not everyone is going to like you. That may seem like a given, but let me say it again. Not everyone is going to like you. You're going to be out there doing your work as best you can, or getting help as best you know how, or going to a worker that you trust 
that you like or posting up the things that you believe are important, fighting the good fight. And here's the thing. Not everyone is going to like you. And here's what I'm here to tell you tonight. As I sit on my rock with the lantern at my feet, not everybody has to like you. Don't worry about it. Don't let it get you. There are always going to be the masters of war. The hounding, baying, slathering dogs of war always want to let slip. That's what they want to do. That's how they live. Okay? That's what makes them feel good about themselves. You're not going to be able to please everybody, so don't even set out trying to. If you try to please everybody, you end up being nothing. You don't need to be worrying about pleasing everybody outside. You've got to please your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit. You've got to please the thing that is within you that led you to work or led you to be a part of a spiritual life or led you just to try in your own little way to let your light shine, no matter where you are, no matter who you are. So don't worry about trying to make everybody like you. Now, that being said, here's the other side of it. They want you to fight. They want you to fight. Now, listen to me a minute. I'm not talking about the good fight here. I'm not talking about standing up and being someone and standing for something. I'm not talking about trying to knock down systemic racism, homophobia, Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, misogyny, uh, disparity of the amongst the working class, pay wage gaps, and all the other ills and evils in the world. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not telling you not to fight that good fight. What I'm telling you is that there are people who are waiting to get you to fight. They want you to fight. They need you to fight them. Let me say that again so it can sink right into your delicate shell-shaped ears. They need you to fight them. It's what defines them. It's what keeps them alive. It's what gives them their thrill. It's their drug. It's their heroin. And they are looking for the next Angry fix, apologizing, apologizing here to Allen Ginsberg. They are looking for the next angry fix. Tapping off that vein, putting that belt around their arm so they can get that, okay? And they need you to give it to them. You can become the unwilling unconscious pusher to them. Let me explain to you how this works. You see, extremism, in whatever form, makes you feel good. No, really, it does. Being an extremist is oh so easy. Being an extremist 
is is, is man, uh, cocaine and heroin ain't no high compared to being an extremist. Because when you become an extremist, you divest yourself of all personal responsibility. Nothing's your fault anymore. You're just trying to do what's right. You're just why do and the reason you can't just be a charming, a polite, likable, lovable, wonderful individual is because of them. Bum bum bum. And I'm not talking about the giant ants, folks. It's them, those others, those people. Those terrible, terrible people who are the source for all evil, all wickedness, all awfulness in the world, who are dragging down everything we're doing, who are trying to... Unless you got to do the shooting. Hey! Hi! You're... How are you... You got what you got there, a lollipop? Miss Laura to give you that from up front on the desk? All right, well, sit on down. Go, just, just sit on. Gotta lock that door. Sit on down, and I'll tell you what it's got to do with with hoodoo. Just hold on a minute, son. Stay out of the way of the paying customers. You bother me, boy. All right. They love it because you're the bad guy. You're the other, and it doesn't matter. Everybody's guilty of this. It would be wonderful if we could say it's only the right. You know, it's only the conservative right, you know, who does this. Oh, no, 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 no. The far left does this too. And when you become an extremist, those other extremists have a pre-prepared list for your ass. Here are your enemies, and they damn well better be your enemies, because if they're not your enemies, because they're our enemies, then you will be our enemy. And it doesn't matter. All right? And so, you know... Let me start on the left, because I'm not trying to play favorites here. On the left, you say, oh, well, business people, as an example, they're the enemy. Uh, certain politicians, they're the enemy. Certainly conservatives are the enemy. But it goes even further. Christians are the enemy. These people are the enemy. Those people are the enemy, etc., etc., etc. And then, of course, moderates and Jews. Those are the enemies. Well, on the right, it's gays. Oh, the gays. Oh, the gays are going to destroy us. And the immigrants, and the people of color, and the poor, and the people that don't look like me, sound like me, and speak English the way I want them to speak English. They're the enemies. Oh, and the moderates and the Jews. Okay? And that's the way it is. You get your little list. Here's your list. Take your list and go forth, extremist, and make sure you the shit out of anybody on that list. And make sure you don't let one of them go by, and you'll feel so good. Everything makes sense in a sort of sick way now. Any time in your day that you're walking down the street, going about your job, buying groceries, or just doing your life, and you see something that inside makes you feel weird and bad and kind of... Whether, whether it's, it's immediate or brought to you by somebody else, you now no longer need go through... The excruciating, painful, existentialistic, inward-gazing self-examination that the rest of us jackasses do. You just know it's them that caused it. 
It's those gays. It's those blacks. It's those Jews. It's the multinational corporations. It's the Bilderbergs. It's the this. It's the that. You don't have to actually examine it. You just have your ready-made enemy, your ready-made war. Now, what's it got to do with hoodoo? Ask our, our young mascot. Tell you what's got to do with hoodoo. What this has got to do with hoodoo is this is goddamn rife in hoodoo. This is rife in hoodoo. Okay? It happens, and it happens all the time. No matter who – listen, no man is an island, nor is any woman. You are not meant to exist by yourself locked up in some garret or in some cabin in the middle of nowhere with your bones and your spell and powder and your oil and your hoits cologne. You're, you're supposed to be a human being in a human community, all right? And the problem with that, problem with that is that no matter who you choose to associate yourself with, whether they're clean, whether they're dirty, whether they're ethical, whether they're unethical, no matter who it is, no matter how carefully you go about your business, there is a group, small or large, that hates those sons of bitches. And I mean hate. And they hate them not because of anything they did. They hate them because of everything we just talked about. It solves all these questions for them. It makes it easy. And they'll sit around, and they'll snicker, and they'll make fucked up internet memes, and they'll get na- – and the less you respond to them, the nastier and nastier they get. So what you have to do is just let it go, okay? Not let slip the dogs of war because otherwise then you're bringing them their angry fix. That's what they want, Okay? That's what they want, and they need it. And they will pull anything out of their black hat against you. They'll make shit up, okay? And I'm not talking about little shit. They won't say, oh, you know, he he stole a Snickers bar back in 74 in a gas station when he was passing through on his way to Omaha. No, 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 no. They will say that you're a murderer, a killer, a rapist, a cannibal. And again, listen to the things, all the stuff we you always hurl around at the enemy. They don't know what love is. They don't have human emotions. Their blood is different than our blood. How can we trust them? Okay? This is what they do. And when they're through with you, they're going to move on to the next target and the next target and the next target. And let me tell you what the part of the benefit Part of the excellence, part of the sweet savor of growing old has been for me. You get to watch them turn on themselves. They will, left alone long enough in their room of hatred, taking their angry fixes, never opening the window of free thought or outside opinion, never letting the door of open ideas and and compassion and understanding being open, eventually the room gets all sweaty and musty and funky, and they, they, they turn on each other. 
They turn on each other. The rattlesnakes start to strike each other. See? And that's all you have to do is just wait. Just wait. Just wait, and they'll start on each other. They'll be friends today. They'll hate each other's guts because all they have is hatred. Again, we're not talking about the good fight here. We're not talking about there's actually somebody who's being a racist asshole, and we're calling the racist asshole out because we're not going to tolerate that. We're not talking about there's somebody who's a misogynistic, homophobic asshole, and we're calling them out because we're not going to be a part of that. We're not talking about there's somebody engaged in some business that's real shady and real sketchy and is you know, manipulating people and taking money out of the mouths of worthy people and defraud. No, no, because we would stand up and speak out against that. We're talking about, I need to hate you, so I'm just going to find any goddamn reason to hate you. Okay? And anything you say, I'll say the opposite of until I look like an idiot. You want to see a living example of this? Here's a living example of this. Republicans, elected Republicans at the senatorial and congressional level versus President Obama. Perfect example of this. Okay, If before his run as president is out, he would just go and have a State of the Union address in which he said that oxygen was wonderful and you should breathe deeply every day, these motherfuckers would suffocate themselves to death. Just despite him, okay, that's the, that's that's that, that's the truth. He could say tomorrow, uh, we have starving we have starving children in this country, and starving children is wrong, and anybody that supports starving children is antithetical to the entire experience of what it means to be an American. And I'm going to do all this stuff to make sure no child in this country starves. And I guarantee you. Any amount of money you want to name, because I ain't going to lose, that next day in the news, they'd be one of these Republican sons of bitches saying things like, well, when I was a kid, not everybody had enough food, and it made us work harder, and it built character, and some of the asshole would be like, well, it's like feeding bears at the National Park. You just make them lazy, okay? And somebody else over there, Ebenezer Scrooge, would be going, well, then, you know, let them starve to death and deplete the surplus population, okay? That would be about children starving. You would think pretty much. You couldn't get any goddamn lower than that, right? But they'll do it because they must. They got to get their angry fix. They got to get the needle in the vein, tie off, get the needle in the flame, drop the plunger, and sit back and go, ah, oh, yeah, my hatred tastes so damn good. And there are people in hoodoo who will do this, okay? No matter what you say, no matter what you do. No matter where you got your information, no matter how you're practicing your practice, you're wrong, period. And again, it won't be because you're a cheat, a liar, a thief, a scoundrel, a clown, uneducated, an asshole, a manipulator, a sexual predator of men and women and young boys and girls. No, it will be just whatever. It'll be, it'll be a, oh, I saw that Professor Porterfield the other day, and he was using them playing cards. He got that book about playing cards. Let me tell you something about real hoodoo. In real hoodoo, there ain't no playing cards. In fact, in this country, from 1818 to 1964, no one ever had a pack of playing cards. 
My daddy didn't even know what playing cards. That's something you see on TV. That's bullshit. Nobody has play. And see, they, they don't care that they sound like a goddamn idiot because they've begun to believe their own hype. Okay? They believe their own hype. They've got their little knives that they must sharpen on the sharpening stone of never being wrong, of never examining themselves, of not being peaceful, of not cooperating, of, God forbid, not building community together. Okay? They've got to drag other people down. A lot of people talk about – when you talk about something like this, a lot of people mention crabs in a bucket, you know, the crab in the bucket syndrome. I'm not real fond of that, and I'll tell you why. Crabs don't live in a bucket. Crabs' natural habitat is not a goddamn bucket. What do you expect out of crabs when you put them in a goddamn bucket? But we ain't talking about crabs in a bucket. We're talking about a bunch of free-range goddamn crabs. We're talking about a bunch of crabs on the beach where crabs belong, and they still do it to each other. Okay? The crabs we're talking about tonight. All right? You cannot... Let yourself get drug into this. They want you drug in. They need you drug in. I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. They need you drug in. They need you. Now, the problem is that we all are human. We've all got emotions. We've all got sensitivities. No matter how thick your skin is, no matter how professional you are, no matter how old you are, eventually somebody says something that gets through. Okay? Eventually somebody says something that gets through. I have two grown children. I have two beautiful little grandchildren. I love my children. I've always loved my children. And so somebody will say eventually, Professor Porterfield hates kids. Professor Porterfield says kids should be abused. And before I know it, I'm participating with them. Before I know it, I'm right in there going, you son of a bitch! Who the fuck do you think you are saying this shit to me? Or they go after a friend of yours, somebody you love and respect and honor, somebody who's helped you out, somebody who you've been there for and they've been there for you, that you call brother, sister, mother, father, and they say, oh, he's a fraud, he's a cheat, he's a scam, he's a this, he's a that. See, and the next thing you know, you're, you're, you're participating. You're saying, who, who the fuck are you to talk about my friend that way? It's natural. It's normal. It's almost to be expected. That's the reason they play that game. Now I'm going to say something you can just blow off. These are the masters of war. They know exactly what they're doing. They know how to do it. And they'll associate themselves with every flim-flam, scam, two-faced, side-talking, son-of-a-bitch that you've ever heard. Disgraced intellectuals, aimless radicals, revolutionaries in their own mind who have never done anything revolutionary other than basically try to start shit, wouldn't know how to set up a soup kitchen. Wouldn't know how to get school supplies together for kids. Wouldn't know how to help literacy programs. Wouldn't know how to organize a strike. They're just radicals and revolutionaries in their own minds, sitting in the armchairs. And they'll ally themselves to those fuckers. Okay? 
because they'll play. And they want you. They want you one of two ways. They want you either to give them their angry fix, or they want you to shoot up with them. They love both. Either sell them their angry fix, or come on in here and be with us and stick a needle in your arm. And here's how they'll get you to do that. They'll say, well, you know they hate your guts. Well, you know they stand against what you stand against. Well, you know real bad. You look real bad when you're standing next to them. Well, you know you're not one of us if you're with them. Well, you know I've got to question your... I've got to question. I have to question your loyalty to the movement, the belief, the philosophy, if you were seen drinking coffee with so-and-so. If you don't say what I say. In other words, lockstep. Lockstep with me. Do you know what that means? That means these people are in no way revolutionary. They're fascists. They're fascists. They want you to follow along. In other words, they are Flaubert's quote, inside the heart of every rev- inside every revolutionary beats the heart of a cop. This is who he was talking about. These people want you. You're not part of their movement. You're not part of their change. You're not part. You just lockstep, lockstep, see, obey, follow. They're just little Trumps waiting to happen. And they're always radicalized to the nth degree, particularly when it comes to whatever they're wetting their, their knives against. And it can be you. It can be your friends. It can be your business associates. It can be fucking anything. But they need you. They need you. And the minute you stop playing, and you can stop playing by in two ways, either A, by not agreeing with them anymore, meaning you're just not in a lockstep, and seek and be a good little soldier, or you can stop by not responding to them, not giving them their angry fix back and fighting with them. The minute that happens, they forget about you. They ban you on Facebook. They dismiss you here. They never, And then later they'll pretend like they haven't even heard about you. Oh, I haven't thought about them in years. See, because you're not a good source for their fucking drug addiction. And that's what it is. It's fucking drug addiction. They're addicts. They're addicts of hate. They're masters of war. So I've sat down here on my rock and put my little lamp down on the ground rather than leading you on any further because I realized I hadn't said this yet, and I need to say this. I'm not preaching peace. I'm not saying turn the other cheek. I'm not saying, oh, just ignore them and they'll go away. I'm saying don't play their game, and they will leave you. they'll just go away. They'll forget your name, Okay. Stop buying drinks for them at the bar, and they they won't meddle with you anymore. They'll do everything they can. If you doubt that, here's a story. Someone in the community uh, decided to get a big hate on 
about people that I am friends, dear friends, a business partner and associates with, people I love and respect. And they started a big old fucking stink about it, okay? And like a fool, because I ain't ever trying to tell anybody I'm better than you, like a fool, I tried to engage them and talk them down out of the rafters. Wrong. That's trick. They don't want you to engage them so they can slowly get you to either agree and be another junkie with them or disagree and thus be the angry supplier of the hatred they need. And because I wasn't engaging the way they needed me to engage, they were going to make sure I engaged. So they went through Facebook, and they found people that it says I'm related to. They found my oldest son. They got my oldest son's phone number, and they called my oldest son. They don't know him. They're not friends with him. My oldest son involved in hoodoo. He's a goddamn rockabilly player, okay? He's a chef and a rockabilly player. By day, he cooks food. By night, he's, you know, uh, 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 if Johnny Cash met, met Johnny Ramone, okay? And they called him, and they said, do you know what your fa- the people your father associates? Is this the is this the man that you that raised you? Is this is this the messages that he gave you? You know, your father's being drug into ba 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 ba. Have is this who you're proud to call your dad? You know, maybe you should talk to him about it because these people, these people, these people. And my son called me and did not spread the story. Is my front my son knows better. And said, uh, what the fuck's up with this? And I said, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. And we laughed about it and went on. They will go to any lengths. This is not some – people say, oh, it's this social media, this goddamn internet. Bullshit. Why don't you go read about what happened to Baynard Rustin when they decided that they didn't like gay and how, oh, you can help us, but then we're going to stick the dagger right in your back. Okay, no. This is not social media. This is human media. Okay, this isn't computer nature. This is people nature. They will do this. And so you've got to learn what your fights are. Again, I'm not telling you to not fight the good fight. You fight that good fight. I hope in 65 weeks you know that as we've been traveling along together with me holding this smoky old lantern up in the air, that I have always said to you to fight that good fight. And to stand for something so you don't fall for everything. But what I'm telling you right now is don't let all these people, don't let the jackals and don't let the vultures pick at you. They want you to play. They want you to fight. And they'll say anything in the world about you just to knock you down. And when they're done knocking you down, they'll move on to the next target because they need their angry fix. And so I will say to you, in the end, two things. Remember something about jackals and vultures. They always follow the lion. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, let me ask you this. Honestly, what is war good for? Yeah, what is
to me. Education, 
and entertainment to all. It's the LMC Radio Network in the Vanguard. Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, hosted by Catherine Ironwood and Kajaman Ali, Sundays 3 to 4.30. Candela's Corner, starring Candela Cambisa, Mondays 5 to 7. The Crystal Silence League Hour, hosted by John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays 6 to 7. On Sacred Ground with Kai Armand, Wednesdays 5 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursdays 6 to 7.30. And Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, Saturdays 5 to 7. All time specific, at 3 hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. And online at luckymojo.com. Thank you, Troll Talhead, Chief Engineer here at the LMC Radio Network for that update of our shows each and every week. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's a few words about the good people at Lucky Mojo by our own Count Goulash. It is I, Count Goulash, here to talk to you once again about the Lucky Mojo Curio Company. Of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. Did you know, my friends, that Lucky Mojo is both an online magical shop and a real magical store that you can visit? You can. I have been there. You can even go there and bring your children with you, your sweet, innocent children, who can watch the beautiful train set as it grows and grows and grows fabulously every day and in every way and watch the trains going around and around and around, leading you deep and deeper into hypnotic sleep. Until all you can hear is my voice speaking to you about the Lucky Mojo Curio Company. The Lucky Mojo Curio Company. The Lucky Mojo Curio Company. Who carry a full line of handmade spiritual supplies, including occult oils, incense, powders, candles, herbs, mojo bags, spiritual soaps, books, and spell kits for those who cast magic spells. Spells, love spells, money spells, and protection spells in the African-American hoodoo, pagan magic, and other witchcraft traditions. Who am I talking about? I am, of course, talking about the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. And while you are there, you can step into the world's smallest church, the missionary independent spiritual church, and take a few moments of quiet meditation and prayer before you go into this tower and walk through the aisles seeing thousands upon thousands of items from all around the world at 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California, or online, yes, online at luckymojo.com, www.luckymojo.com, and you can sit in the privacy of your own secluded and quiet chambers beneath the bust of palace and look over pages after pages after pages of fabulous products and order them online to be brought and shipped to your very home at www.luckymojo.com and in the real world at 
Abbey Road, Forestville, California. Tell them Count Goulash sent you. <laughs> every week, folks, I, I just... Every week, I have no idea, you know, how I'm going to follow that. I just... I just don't even know how I'm going to follow that. So, But here I am, stuck with it. Up next, a little segment I like to call... Divination and You. That's right, Divination and You. This week we're going to be talking about dowsing. That's right, and you need to know, is you might need to know where your next drink of water's coming from. I thought yeah, she gave me just so late. I thought she me just so late. I thought. Lord, 
dividing to do on this one. All right. So, one half of the cookie goes to cargo hook. You get a a one-fourth. You get one half, I should say. Cargo hook gets one half of the cookie because that was indeed Tommy Johnson. Okay? Got it. Boom. Troll Towelhead. Troll, you get one-fourth of the cookie because you said drink of water blues, and the title is cool of water blues. So you get one-fourth of the cookie. And then, okay, right at the end, before any of it got announced, uh, Miss Cat said cool drink of water blues. Okay, Tommy Johnson. Okay, so she gets a very special, lovely piece of arugula of whatever flavor she wants. Okay, and and we're going to make sure that the the chief engineer will obviously make sure that happens. It could be walnut. It could be chocolate. It could have raisins. Any Anything she wants on that, any piece of ruler she wants. All right. That leads us in to tonight's Divination and You. We're going to be talking about dowsing, doodlebugging, water witching. And as we go through all these forms of divination, we're going to be talking about all sorts of things. And I'm going to be talking to you on some weeks about particular forms of divination that I myself may not practice, but hopefully I will be able to educate and enlighten and edify you so that you may want to go out and do it. But tonight, I can talk to you as someone who has knowledge and practices. I, myself, am a dowser. And dowsing is basically divination to fire or water witching, in which you just use a, a number of different kinds of tools or devices like a dowsing rod or a dowsing sticks or a pendulum or a plumb bob or a divining rod, okay, to locate hidden things or lost things. Water wells, underground streams, oil, natural gas, lost septic tanks, caves, uh, utility cables, uh, water pipes, buried metal, treasure, uh, ore, precious ore, gold, silver, gemstones, people, pets, bodies, lost things, lost jewelry, etc. And before we get any further and before it comes up, let me just say this. Yes, Mama, I will find your ring. I'm, I, I will get to it. I promise, Mama. I promise, Mama, I will find your ring. Now, had to say that because otherwise she's going to come up in the chat room and be like, where's my damn ring? You, Mr. Dowser, find the ring. All right, so here's the thing. In dowsing, you use one of these objects. The most traditional of these is a forked branch, okay, or a Y-shaped stick, all right? And there are a number of different uh, plants that people will tell you this is the best one, which include witch hazel, peach tree, willow, etc. And often a dowser will favor using uh, a stick that's been freshly cut or is green wood because wet wood recognizes water. Now that would be strictly when we're talking about water witching. 
also the willow is thought to and seen to have a relationship with water the way it you know hangs down it wants to kind of touch the water and it often grows by water now you hold the y-shaped rod or stick one short end of the y in each hand and the long end of the y pointing out ahead of you okay and then you walk keeping tension on that stick on those two ends and when you come above the area of what you're looking for that long end of the Y dips. It dips down. It says here. Here's the water. Okay? But this is not the only thing you can use. You can also use what are known as dowsing L rods. And these are metal rods. Again, people favor a variety of different metals, and one dowser will tell you this, and another dowser will tell you that. People like to say brass and copper is what you'll hear the most. Okay? You'll hear brass or copper. But I know an old dowser from way back who literally will make dowsing rods out of a, 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 a clothes a horse, you know, a clothes hanger, okay? And he would just take the clothes hanger and a pair of uh, tin snips and clip them, clip that clothes hanger into the shapes. And again, what you do is you hold the short ends in your hands, okay? And you let those two, because you're going to have two of these, one for each hand, the long end lays out ahead of you. And what happens here is when you, again, go over the subsurface or near what you're looking for, those rods move. They move together to form an X, saying here, beneath me, or we're at the spot. They'll move further away to show you that uh, nothing's here. They'll both swing to the left, saying, go left. They'll both swing to the right, telling you to go right. Okay? On top of that, you then also have dowsing with a pendulum. And pendulums, you see them all over, uh, but primarily the pendulums I like to use and the ones I'm familiar with in, you know, from older folks are made with a, a plumb bob, whether it be a surveyor's plumb bob or a architect's plumb or even a plumber's bob, okay? And they are hollow pendulums, okay? that have a string that goes through them and they're perfectly balanced. That's part of the reason I like to use them. The other reason is because you can just go to the hardware store and buy them. You know what I'm saying? Once again, let's come back to hoodoo for a minute. Let's come back to hoodoo for a minute. There are beautiful pendulums in the world. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pendulums in the world. And they're made out of beautiful rock and crystal and metal and they have spirals and they have a little gemstone for all the chakra and all this kind of stuff. And I'm not telling you those don't work. And I'm not telling you they're not a joy to use and to possess and to have as something beautiful that is also functional. But what I am telling you is when we're talking about good old fashioned hoodoo, you can just go down to the goddamn hardware store and buy a pumbla. And say that seven times fast for me. And here's the other reason I like to use them. Because they have, are hollow, they have a small hollow space inside them, and you screw off the cap. Now, why does it have a hollow space? It has a hollow space because of engineering principles and how these bobs are made, how they continue to be made off of the old uh, prints of these things and the patents of these things. But way, 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 way back when, uh, you would add oil into this. Okay, and you would add a certain kind of oil that had a certain viscosity because it helped keep the balance <clears throat> of the plumb bob. But 
in our magic, in our divination, in our dowsing, we can add a witness into that hollow space and screw the cat back on. Looking for gold, you add a little gold. Looking for water, you add a little water. Looking for human remains, you add a bone. Okay, you see what I'm saying? It would be a human bone. Okay, etc. Now, obviously, you can't add gas into it if you're looking for natural gas, but you can add other things into it. That's the first reason I like them. The second reason I like them is because you can fix a pendulum that way. You can add other things that you're not necessarily searching for, aid the searching. You could add a psychic vision uh, incense powder or a sachet powder. You could add a black cat bone to try to find what's hidden and invisible. You could add graveyard dirt of an ancestor or a helper spirit to help help that spirit help you while you are dowsing. Dowsing can also be done in one of two ways. It can be done in person, up close and personal. That's where you go out and actually walk a piece of land or a room in your house or whatever, trying to find what you're looking for. But you can also, particularly with a pendulum, dowse over a map. Okay, And you have a map, and you can lay it out, very detailed, the better, more detailed, the better. Surveyor's map is best, and dowels over that map, again, to find water, oil, gas, gold, lost people, because they're not necessarily in the ground. They're on the map, if you understand what I'm saying. They're walking around on Smith Street right now, okay, etc. And this is a potent and functional form of divination that I have seen done Numerous times that I have done numerous times with great success. Now, right about now, if the amazing Randy were here and if we would let him into the studio, which we won't, we actually have a picture of the amazing Randy outside of this building that says, do not let this man in the building. Okay, He would tell you this is all hogwash and blah, blah, blah and whatever. Let me tell you, for a person who's trying to expose cranks, there is no bigger old crank than the amazing, goddamn questionable Randy, okay? This guy is not to be, you know, he's supposed to be set up as a figure of trust, and I wouldn't trust him to buy a goddamn used car from, okay? The point is, people will always try to tell you that there is manipulation going on when you see things like this done. But there are certain dowsers particularly those dowsers who will use an L rod, which I've told you about before. You can just, I I know old people that make them out of a a clothes hanger that they will add to them grips. They will add a cylindrical end to the piece that goes on their hand. Okay. Or inside their hand that prohibits, prohibits the dowser from manipulating the rods so that the rods cannot be overtly sleight of hand, subtlety of movement of the wrist made to move by the dowser. And when you hire a dowser to come out to your property to find a ring that you lost in the backyard and they found it, let me ask you this. Where's the setup? 
what, did he break into your house in the middle of the night and steal your ring and throw it in the backyard? No, of course not. So you do have to use some pragmatism when it comes to this. But dowsing is ancient and goes back into Europe, into the Middle East, into Asia. Dowsing is one, a very old form of divination. It has been practiced by numerous, numerous cultures. And it certainly has been practiced deeply in the American South where you do have water witches find water. You do have doodlebugs. Doodlebug primarily finds oil and gas and others. And I would encourage you this week to go out and learn a little bit about dowsing. Certainly, you can go and spend multi-hundred dollars on super fancy dowsing rods, this, that, and the other thing. But you need not because this is a relatively inexpensive form of divination that you can begin yourself. Like I said, you could get some tin snips and make you two L-shaped rods out of a clothes hanger and start from there. And read about this. There are many, many books on dowsing. There are many, many sources to learn about dowsing. Those of you who are a little more on the pagan and neo-pagan circuit and line of things who may be encountering hoodoo, hey, man. Listen, most of the ley lines that have been laid out on ley line maps were done so by ley line dowsing, okay? And the old track, okay? Look for it. There are excellent books on dowsing for ley lines, on dowsing for archaeological ruins, primarily out of England. You find these books, but you can still find them. They're not impossible to get. You don't have to pay $99 on Amazon for them. And I think that if you will spend a little time learning about dowsing this week, you will find it a true, apt, and useful ally in your repertoire. Or you may find that you simply don't have any instinct for it, and that's fine. Then at least you gave it a try. But try it many different ways. Try it with the L-rods. Try it with the pendulum. Try it with the traditional cut rod or cut Y stick. And I think you will enjoy it quite a bit. It is a great satisfaction to be able to douse uh, effectively. Up next, we're going to go into the kitchen, and we're not going to be talking about red honey and yellow honey. We're going to be talking about sassafras. Come on, come on, and slurry down. What's so, so busy? Slurry down. What's so 
spring name it and claim it winners half a cookie to each is our own miss Catherine ironwood she gets half a cookie for the correct name that was in fact stone soul picnic and cargo hook the young up-and-coming contender he gets half a cookie for correctly identifying the artist the fifth dimension oh yes that's right fifth dimension stone soul picnic you know listen guys i i just gotta tell you i mean you know you know how many herbs roots flowers animal parts minerals there are in hoodoo i mean just like a general pretty much like it's the entire you know the doctrine of signatures man i mean it's like it's commodious i mean it's huge okay you know what i have to go through each and every week to find a song that mentions it or has it in the title or the name man i mean over scratch 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 you know i mean i don't know man i would love to be you know there just aren't that many button snake root songs you know i mean uh, miss cat probably knows like three but anyway sassafras tonight we're going to talk about sassafras Sassafras is a good and old friend of mine, and I enjoy it in many ways. First of all, you may be aware that it's a tonic. It's a blood purifier as a tonic, and it's also a flavoring for root beer. If you like root beer, you probably like sassafras. But wait! Oh no! There's more! Also, if you know anything about your gumbo, then you know your gumbo needs gumbo filet and what is gumbo filet well gumbo filet is the reddened autumnal leaves of sassafras that are ground up into a fine powder but sassafras root is also in hoodoo used to bring good fortune in money matters particularly business success and a steady increase in wealth and prosperity. And I'm going to start this off by telling you something you can do with the sassafras root that I have done on a number of occasions and have had great satisfaction every time I felt I needed to do it. And it goes something a little like this. If someone wants you to lend them money they want to borrow some money from you or they have a debt to you or they need to you know they need to pay you back okay you've done a service for them or they want to borrow money from you you say yeah no problem i'll do whatever for you i'll do that root work i'll do the reading for you i'll lend you the money whatever but you have to give me a hair out of your head Okay. Now, a lot of people will balk at it, but if they really, really need that money, if they really, really want you to do that work for you, then they will let you have that hair from there. Once you have their hair, you get a piece of paper, okay, and you write your name across their name on the paper, okay? So, in other words, their name is going to be going one direction, your name is going to be going the other way, it's going to cross it. And your name's going to be on top, all right, to control them. Now, let me say that again. Their name's going to be going one direction. Your name's going to be going the other direction. It's going to make a cross, okay? Now, around 
that cross. In a square, you're going to write faithful to a trust four times, once on each side. So faithful to a trust to one side, then the other, then the other, then the other, making a box. So now you've got a box whose outer edges are the words faithful to a trust, making up each side, and inside that square, their name running one direction, your name running across their, direct, their name on top of it, making a cross. Okay? Now, you will then, once you have this all made up, and it's all then, you fold the paper towards you around the hair. Okay? And then turn it and fold towards you again and again until it's small. All right? You just keep doing that and keep doing that and keep doing that. And then you place that in a bag. And in that bag, you will have sassafras, cinnamon, cloves, Irish moss, and alkanet. And they will repay you. I have also found that I can simply wrap that paper with their hair, and as I fold it, I can fold it or wrap it around a sassafras root and put it to a side. Okay? And I will tell you that as a worker, there was a time when I had three or four of these on a shelf with different names and different hairs, all kept and ready, because there were people that owed me money. They wanted work. They didn't have the money. That was fine. I trusted them. They gave me their hair. I did this, and all of those people have paid me back. I have never done this and not been paid back. You can also use it for better business. If you blend sassafras with Irish moss and alfalfa and sprinkle this under the carpets in your place of business once a week, it will attract repeat customers, aid business, and draw in cash. If you were to add earth smoke, cinnamon, and a money-drawing incense and attraction incense to the same herb mix, you will have a very strong seven-way incense that you can burn in the store every day before opening to draw in customers. But you can also use it to control your money. If you want to make your money go further and to last longer, Sprinkle a pinch of sassafras root into your wallet, your purse, your billfold, where it will come into contact with your cash, and that will make your money go further. You can also make a very strong money-holding mojo hand with sassafras. To do this, you will jam or affix or you know, get it in there so it stays there, a silver dime into an alligator's foot, an alligator's paw. You know, so like the, the gators grabbing the coin. You may have to shop around to get the right alligator's foot, the right alligator's paw, so you can do that. You get that coin, so the gator's holding that coin, and wrap it tightly with three right, you're going to wind around it three times, red flannel, sprinkling sassafras root chips between each layer as you wind. So in other words, you're going to have layer sassafras, layer one, sassafras root, layer two, okay? Bind it up in there and sew it up tight. Just as the alligator foot holds the coin and won't let it go, so too you will be able to keep your money 
with you instead of spending it, particularly frivolously. So these are just a few little things you can do with sassafras, and it is a wonderful plant. This is one of those plants, every part of it. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about the leaf. We're talking about the flower. We're talking about the root. A wonderful, wonderful plant, and I encourage you to go out and explore sassafras in your kitchen this week as something more than just a flavoring, something more than just, you know, something to make things taste good or, you know, add that little that little something to gumbo because gumbo ain't right without gumbo filet. So there you go. There's sassafras. Well, we have talked about so much tonight. We've talked about sassafras. We've talked about dowsing. We've had some fun and some tunes. We had a whole pontification about not going over there and playing those games with those people who want you to hate and fight. You know, it's that old game. I've got an idea. How about you and he fight? And that's what they want. So I hope that you'll take these words and use them however best you can. I want you to know I believe in you. I believe you can get there. I believe we can all get there. It seems like these days there's so much ugliness and so much hatred and so much fighting and fussing. But I'm not sure that's true. I'm not sure there's more. Sometimes I think what's going on is that it just comes to us faster. Faster and faster and faster. The electronic media who's got to sell us a new controversy, a new moment, a new outrage. And everybody's venting their spleen all over the world like they got a garden hose. So do your best. Stand upright. Keep your hands and face clean at least, and you'll do okay. Our Divination and You segment comes to us each and every week, not only from our own knowledge, but also from the very fine people at the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers. Why not go over there and take a look at them? If you're looking for a well-trained, ethical, upright, professional reader or root worker, why not go over to readersandrootworkers.org and see what they've got? Even if you don't want to hire any of those folks from there, they have page after page after page of valuable information on almost everything you'd want to know about hoodoo and conjure. And we thank them for uh, it, their inclusion in the show each and every week. Our In the Kitchen section comes to us each and every week, not only from our own knowledge, but also from the fantastic and wonderful book, Hoodoo, Herb, and Root Magic, A Materia Magica of African-American Conjure, by our own Miss Catherine Ironwood. And we dearly thank her for its use in the show each and every week. Well, folks, this has been the Now You Know Show, and I have been Professor Charles Porterfield. You know what? I don't know where we're going to go. But perhaps this isn't just the beginning, just the beginning, even though for now, for tonight, this is the end. Ah, this is not the end. Uh, it is not even the beginning of the end. Uh, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning. 
Texas and go to Texas Channel and don't fight the food west. Come on down to Dallas, King Kong Kitty. Coming through the territory in Kansas City and Kansas City, St. Louis and St. Louis, Chicago. I'm on my way to doing well. Plus their hearts.